1: is a beautiful Sunday morning and I'm very happy to be in church. I hope you are also. I predict that today you are living here with a basket full of divine blessings. That deserves a hand clap and a shout of praise. Now we want to take two testimonies. We want to call on our brother Samuel Abouadji, if he's here, he is. And then we also call our brother Ken Kyle to come and give his testimony. Listen with rapt attention. The testimony they are about to give is a prophecy for your own life.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My name is Samuel Abouadji. I belong to Patience Zone. P. Vivian is my Zona pastor. I'm a sickle cell patient, and my mother is terrible. And when it's in the rainy season, it's it's, it's, it's something not good. So around on the first, it started very terrible. On the second, on the third, I was so down, I, I couldn't even go to work. I keep on buying drugs, drinking, taking, and rheumatism is not like headache that you take a painkiller and it just go down. You you could feel the pain, nothing nothing could stop it. It it just slow down when it feels like going down. So all my hope was on heaven will answer, and when I came, unfortunately, pastor didn't call for those who were who are sick. So I was worried back there. So when we closed, I followed him to his car and I told him, Pastor, this season is not good for me. Whenever is then he stopped me. He said, As a Christian, you need to confess positively. You don't have to say negative things. So Pastor prayed for me powerfully. And I went for a friend's wedding, four o'clock. I came back for outrage. From there, I moved to my Basel. And when I got I got home. I noticed that there is no pain. Every pain in my body has gone. So I want to thank God so much for healing me. And I want to encourage every single member here. You need to believe the church fully. Don't come to church and when it comes to healing, you are looking for a certain prophet or somebody else. And I believe that our lives will never be the same. I want to thank Bishop so much for his teachings and his his advices, and I want to thank pastor so much. Now, by the grace of God, I want to encourage everyone, get close to your pastor. Tell him everything. Now, when I'm coming, I come with my children, and I say, pastor, pray for them. He will ask me, what is wrong with them? I said, pastor, I just want you to pray for them. Hallelujah. Amen.
3: Hallelujah. My name is uh, Zona Leader Kenkawa PM. Um, (laughs) The name of my uh, zone is uh, Wisdom Zone. Um, I'm the administrator of my school, and since last week, because my uh, IT teacher wasn't around, I had to take some of the responsibilities. So last week we started our exams, and I had to stand on my feet from morning till we close school. So on Tuesday in the afternoon, I realized that I developed a severe pain at my back, especially my waist. It continued. Because of that Tuesday, I wasn't able to come to church. So I managed, I went back the next day to work. It was still the same. So um, I was hoping to come for war room. So I was expecting that I would see my healing there. So when I came to war room on Thursday, pastor asked that anybody that is sick should place his or her hand where the pain is. Unfortunately for me, it didn't happen. So I was like, wow, this pain, each and every day, it becomes so severe. So the day that we're having the crusade, that was on Friday. I was wondering and contemplating if I should go or not but I mastered Kareli and I said, let me go. So I went there, took a long story short. After the, we call for souls to come forward, that's altar call. After the altar call was over, pastors asked again that anyone that is here, it was healing time. So you place your head. If you are uh, encountering some attacks, put your hand on your head. And if you're experiencing a pain, put your hand there. So I put my hand on my head and my waist. When he prayed, after the prayers, I felt a great relief. What I'm saying, if you have not experienced healing, you know understand. I experienced a great relief. So I decided to, I was sitting on a, a pickup. So I decided to jump down. <laughs> so when I jumped down, I decided to... Ben, when I burn, I realized that I was relieved. I was so relieved. It was so amazing. So I'm here to encourage you. not only come to church. If the church is organizing a program, you might not know that here might not be your healing. Your healing might be somewhere. So when we organize a crusade, if the church is going somewhere, join and, be part, and, and take part in whatever you are doing. You'll be surprised and you'll be amazed where your healing or your blessing will come from. So I thank Pastor so much for being under him and trusting in him. And I also thank Bishop for the opportunity given to us. So I will encourage you, like I said, don't just be here. When the church is moving, take part and move. Thank you very much.
1: Put your house together for the Lord. I think he has preached a message. You never know where God is going to bless you. Don't pick and select the occasions when you appear before God. In this church, we have a Tuesday service. Most of us here have never appeared there. I can look through and I know when I see the faces. You are, some of us here are only Sunday attendees. But probably, your miracle is on a Tuesday. You may never know. When we call out for a crusade, Don't sit at home and say the pastor should go and preach. Your breakthrough that you are looking for, it may be at that crusade. This morning, I believe somebody has had a change of heart. If you've changed your heart, your attitude towards attending church, lift up your hand and say, Lord, have mercy. Put your hands together for the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. And we invite our sister, Myrami, to minister to us. Together for the Lord this morning. So we are taking one more song from our sister Mari Rami. Sit tight. We have one or two things coming your way. Put your hands together again.
4: talk to you It's so easy to make mistakes when i try to do things
5: to you today we thank you for the blessing of this great gathering in your presence we pray lord that you grant us the ability to hear and to be guided we bless your name and we thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen You may please be seated. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing. Welcome the person sitting by you. Tell the person, I'm so happy to be seated by you. And wish the person a great week ahead. This morning I want to um, read from Ephesians chapter number three and I'm reading from the 13th verse, 13th verse, Ephesians chapter number three. The title for this short message I'm preaching this morning is my spiritual family, my spiritual family. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you which is your glory there are times that people go through things so that you will become a beautiful person and paul is saying i desire that you don't think at his at my tribulations for you which is your glory for this cause for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of our lord jesus christ Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen amen this morning we are reading a very heavy stuff from apostle paul a letter he wrote to the church in ephesus now the scripture i read i have just read gives an insight into how your life ought to be in christ In Christ, not in business. In Christ, not in school. In Christ, not in your marriage. Even though all these things take their source from your life in Christ. When you get born again, every area of your life is important to God. You don't just get born again to speak in tongues or to read your Bible and have your quiet time. You get born again to live a complete life. When you get born again, God is interested in not only your spirit, but in your soul. He's interested in your soul. Your soul being your feelings, your emotions, your mind, your intellect. God is interested in how you feel. That's why there is such a word as joy in the Bible. Your happiness is is, is on its mind. When you get born again, I'm saying that when you get born again, you are not just called by God to speak in tongues and do outreaches and have a nice quiet time. God is interested in every part of your life. That is why it's very important you listen to me very carefully this morning. I'm not preaching for a long time. Very important you listen to this. God cares about your spirit. He cares about your soul. And he also cares about your body. That's why there's such a word as healing. Yes. He's interested in your body, your physical body. He's interested in what you do with your body. Yes. Actually, the Bible says that on on that day, the day of judgment, we will not just give an account of the outreaches we did or the words we spoke, but we will give an account of what we did in our body, the body. Yeah, there will be a body session. Yeah, you will give account with what you did with your body. You explain. What that hand was doing on your breast. Yes. Yes. And they'll bring the video and check was that a wedding ring? <laughs> yes. Your body. Your body. Everything we've done in our bodies, you will account for it. Oh go and misbehave and you come to church and just, you know, wipe your mouth and sing and dance. No, no. We are the ones you can fool. We are the ones you can fool. But there is a day coming. Yes. You, will, you, will, you will answer the questions will be asked to you. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, the liquid that entered your throat, because your oesophagus is part of your body. And there was a time that there was a liquid passing through your throat. And they did some biochemical tests in heaven and realized that that liquid was not water. It was clear, but it was not water. You will have to give an account of what that liquid was doing in your throat. (laughs) Look, the the Christian, the Christian, God is interested not only in your spirit. If you just got born again this month, This is good news for you. He cares about your body. He cares about your soul. So so the Bible says the kingdom of God is like a woman who took a living. Yes. And hid it. The kingdom of God is like a woman who took a living and hid the living, which is yeast. In three measures. Three measures. Of meal. Until the whole. Until everything. Was living. The three measures. Mean many things. Including your spirit. Your soul and your body. Yes. The kingdom of God. Is like a woman who took. Yeast and hid it in three measures. And the yeast living the whole, not just one part. The three parts of your life, your spiritual, your soulless, and your physical bodily life, are to be affected by the yeast of the word of God. I'm preaching about your spiritual family. So, so, so the, the point I am making is that when you get born again, as we are, and some of us are, God is interested in every area of our lives. Now, now in Ephesians 3, we see some of the things God expects of us. I mean, He says that, that God would grant you according to the riches of his glory. So, God will do something for you according to the riches of His glory. There are many, many things God has in glory. To be strengthened with might by His Spirit. God wants you to be strong. Strong. To be strengthened. To be a strong believer. Who is not blown about by winds. Strengthened with might by his spirit. Christ may dwell in your hearts. So you you are expected your heart is expected to be a place where Christ dwells. That ye, being rooted and grounded God expects you as a Christian to be rooted and please note The things this is just just a fraction of the things God expects of your life to be rooted, to have roots, and to be grounded, to be established. That's what God wants you to be. Not someone who appears in church once a while. You live for God here, you are sinning here, you go here, you come here. It's like you are just anywhere. No, He wants you to be grounded and rooted wow that ye may be able also verse 18 to comprehend to understand with all saints now the things i'm reading to you this morning cannot happen by your effort alone being rooted in the lord being grounded in the lord cannot happen with your strength that ye may be able to understand understanding comprehend with all saints not just with your family members what is the breadth and length breadth, and length, and depth, and height. There is these four dimensions in God. The breadth, you need to understand how deep the love of God is. You need to understand how high you ought to go. You ought to understand the width, the width you must have on you must have latitude. Latitude. Because the Christian life is a life, it's a great life, and anything that is great has dimensions. Anything that is great has length and breadth and width and height that ye may be able to comprehend with all the saints. With all the saints. With all the saints. That is why this morning I'm sharing with you something very important about your spiritual family. Who are the saints who are with you? That the saints who are with you are expected, are supposed to help you in your journey as a Christian. To understand, to even understand God, you need the input of a sister, the input of a brother, the input of your pastor, the input of a spiritual friend. With all saints. So when you find a Christian who is cut off in a church only appears on Sundays and disappears. You are looking at a person whose depth, whose height, whose understanding will be as shallow as you can find. Yes. The understanding how how deep we are in the Lord. As we sit here in the church, you cannot tell. You can't tell how deep we are. There's some of us sitting here today, in just two months time, you won't be in church again. Two months. I'm, I'm, I'm the pastor of this church. I would wish that you'd be here for 20 years, but I am being real to it. Some of you will not be around here. Just two months. Next two months, you will be in church. Something has just brought you here. Clearly, something ephemeral. It's a word. You can check the word. Some of you will not be here in a year's time. But there are people amongst us who have been in this church for 10 years. Somebody sitting by you has been sitting here for 10 years. But you will not last for nine months. People come around, they just come flash one, two, three, two three. Two years they go, three years they go, one year. Because you need to be deep. It's not just by attending church on Sunday. <laughs> there is a lot that must happen in your life for you to even appear here on Sunday. So that he says that, that you may be able to understand. Or to comprehend with all the saints, with all the saints. So, so no matter how rich you are, no matter how educated or how great or how mighty you are, you cannot defy the word of God by cutting off Christians and living a solo life. Because there's a certain level of understanding, a certain level of insight. You cannot even get it from me alone. I'm your pastor, I'm preaching to you. I preach, I'm sure you understand something, but I cannot stand here and present myself as an embodiment of defiance. I can't defy God's word and present myself as the only channel through whom you'll understand things. He says, You understand, you comprehend with all the saints. Thank God for my input. But there is something the sister sitting by you can introduce into your life. There is something that brother sitting by you can introduce into your life. There is something that bustle in your area can introduce into your life. With all the saints. So anything you cut off reduces your level of depth. Reduces your understanding. In case you don't know, the word comprehend is to understand. And when you don't understand,
6: <laughs>
5: when you don't understand, your life reduces. Let me say it again. So when you compare the CEO of that bank, the CEO, CEO, and then the, the messenger, it's not, the difference is not their height or their tribe or their religion. It is about what the person understands. Yes. You can link it to his level of education. But not exactly so. There are people who are very educated and are still idiots. There's a doctor who went to medical school for six years and and attempted to give true story, attempted to give oxygen to a patient through the veins. Yes. Yes. In the hospital i cannot mention the name it's not about being to medical school for six years doctors have killed patients engineers have supervised buildings which have collapsed it's not about going it is good to go to school because through that you get understanding but the real differences in our lives are based on our levels of understanding whichever way you acquired it once you understand if you're a pastor you understand how a church grows You understand the importance of a choir. You understand. You understand why you must do what you must do. You understand why you must do this. Why you must organize this. Why you cannot leave this out. Understanding is the highest. So Psalm 82 verse 5 says that because you did not understand, your life reduces from someone who is at the level of God to somebody who is an ordinary man and even without foundations. because you don't understand things you will die like an ordinary man you would fall you will fall like one of the princes, referring to lucifer and his agents how they felt i beheld satan fall as lightning from the skies without understanding what you don't know and you don't understand you don't comprehend you 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 you, you are in darkness You're in a relationship with a boy. You don't understand what that relationship is about. There are people who are married who don't understand marriage. There are husbands who don't understand what what the role of a husband is. There are fathers who don't understand what the role of a father is. There are wives who have no clue what it takes to be a wife. They think it's just to paint the face and dress outside. Understanding. Understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the reason why God brings us into church and gives us relationships, gives us a family, gives you someone. Because, you see, your level of understanding is proportional to the input you receive from the saints. That's why we are not perfect pastors. We cannot be. We, have, we also have rashes. We also have problems. But we try to make the church such a way. That's why we are about to eat this afternoon. It's not that like we don't have... I don't have a place I'm sure you also have, Some of you look hungry anyway. I'm not sure whether it's just because it's morning. We are meeting to eat. Not because there's no food in our houses. But eating together... It's, it's also a part, you see, as you are eating Christ, a lot of his activities were with food. Yeah, he, he, he related with it. He just did not appoint uh, the disciples to send them rich. He related with them. He ate with them. Because once you are eating with somebody, you can even hear something. You can I mean, something happens to you. So when you are in a church, you don't join any bustle. You don't join any ministry. You are just a soloist. You just come and you go because you are, you are the most beautiful woman we have, we have seen on earth. Or you are the richest or the most educated or the highest level of intelligence. The, 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 most, the, the most advanced man in the church. It's like when you are around, you are, you are the best. You are the highest. You are the mightiest. You are degrading your life. Why? Because by not associating yourself with the units of the church and the individuals in the church, you are cutting off a certain level of understanding. You comprehend with the saints. With all. Actually say all, not even the with all. All. Everybody here has a contribution to making your life. So, so today, I want us to understand that we thank God for your biological family. Your auntie, your sisters, your cousins. But in the bigger picture of God's plan for your life, your biological family is insignificant. Anybody who the Lord in Christ And has an inextricable fixation. Fixation. To your family members, biological family. To the neglect of your spiritual family. I mean, you just come to church. You just come to church. You just come to church. You you are nodding. I, I can see you are nodding. You pay your tithes, you give your offering, you go. That's all like and i, I, I walk alone you are betray you see anybody in the church who is not part of a group is betraying a certain level of ignorance no matter your level of education <laughs> because i've tried to explain to you that going to school for seven years does not mean you even know people pass people graduate with 50% there was, there was a congregation yesterday in Legon, or was it two days ago or so. There were a lot of you who passed, 60%. I don't know what first class is, but first class cannot be 90%. First class cannot be 90%. There's a lot you don't know. That's why God puts you also into a spiritual family. He like, said, of whom the whole family in heaven, verse 14, I think, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. I bow my niece, 15, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth. There is a family in heaven. It's a spiritual. It's also called a family. The same way we have the Osei family. We have the Bonsu family. We have the Amankwa family. It's a family. It's a family. And when you get born again and God puts you in a church, remember that you have come to join the spiritual family. This is the spiritual family, but it is a family. It is a family. In Matthew 12, while he yet talked to the people, in verse 46, behold, his mother and his brethren, his what? His mother and his brethren, collectively, Brothers and sisters. They stood without, desiring to speak with him. The man is inside the church. He's preaching in the church. He's got biological relationships. Jesus Christ had physical brothers and sisters, he had a physical mother, a woman you could touch but while he was in the synagogue preaching, they were outside. They were outside. The Bible says that they were without. They stood outside. And still wanted to make demands on him. Sometimes when you are in this family, I'm telling you today, mommy, this is also a family. You joke with it. You pay a price. You pay a price. They were outside. They wouldn't come to church. They were at home. They were outside the church and were making demands on him. Desiring to speak with him. But Jesus was strong. Was strong. And Asher who had not had his quiet time that day, who had not prayed, came and said, stopped him in the preaching. I said, behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand outside desiring to speak with you but he answered and said unto him that told him who is my mother this is Jesus in case you want to attribute this to some other writer this is Jesus Christ your savior so who is my mother and who are my brethren in other words who is my brother he has the usher who is my sister? He said, Who is waiting for me outside? He you said, Your mother, your mother, your mother, Mary. And your brothers, James and Co. They are outside. In fact, James was with him inside. He had a brother who was one of the disciples with him. But your sisters and Co., they are outside. And Jesus asked him, Who is my mother? And today, you, you need to also be clear in your mind who your mother is. Who are your sisters? And anybody who makes his biological sisters the only sisters you have hasn't understood how, what it takes to walk with God. That's why I'm very happy that this, this story is not a story because many things happened with Paul. Silas, this type of market, many things happened in the Bible. But I'm very happy this story is, is a story about Christ. Who is my mother? And you need to answer it for yourself. And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, behold my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does the will of God sits in church with you prays with you does visitation with you lives a holy life with you will not chase married men with you will not fornicate with you will not do things with you who stays with you it's your sister today i want to tell you turn your eyes turn your head turn your neck there are relationships you are neglecting And it's costing you. It is degrading the quality of your life. It is degrading the quality of your life. Be very careful. When God puts you in the church... He also gives you brothers because your life is, your life cannot, it can never be made whole by biological or academic relationships. Your classmates are not enough to take you your life where you ought to go to. Your br- brother at home, we thank God for them. Your sister at home, your mother at home. Your father at home. It's your biological father. You also must have a spiritual father. You must. In fact, Jesus Christ said, call no man father. Don't call anybody father. Matthew 23, don't call anybody father. Because why? Because one man cannot play the role of a father. The word father is a very great word. Don't call anybody father. Don't call anybody rabbi. The word father is a very huge word. It's a very complex word. It's not just paying your school fees. That makes somebody your father. Not just building a house to put you in. There are people who have built houses, put their children in, but they lack spiritual fathers, and they roam about smoking Indian hemp, and they cannot even stay in the house their biological father has built for them. It's not enough to take your child to school. It's also important to let your child have a spiritual father. Spiritual father. And Jesus asked him, Who's my father? Who's my mother? Today I'm talking about, for those of you who have come to the church, who are just, who are, Who are born again. Who just got born again this month. And all of us. Look around carefully. This is a family. This is a family. The person sitting by you. Is as as much your sister. As your sister at home. Yes. There are things. The church has done for some of you. Your father at home. Could never have done it for you. And that is not to marginalize or minimize the importance of your biological father. No, no, no. That's what I'm preaching about. Christ, the one who told the Asher, "This is my mother. This is my sister and brother." He he honored his mother. He, Mary was his mother. If you read John 19, turn the Bible to John 19. That's why you see a very good picture of relationships. You can't get it better than John 19, verse 25. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, biological mother, 1925. There stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary. So his mother was Mary, and his auntie was also Mary. I think they just like the name Mary. And another Mary, so there were three Marys. Married the mother of Jesus, Mary the auntie of Jesus, and Mary Magdalene, the disciple of Christ. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples, so so around the cross were biological relationships and spiritual relationships. His mother stood there, his auntie was there. His uh, what well, Mary was not even a blood relationship. Then also there was a disciple. So there were also spiritual relationships. And at the cross of your life, there must be both biological and spiritual relationships. And he looked at his biological mother and told his biological mother, Mother, behold your son. Behold your son. There is a time when you don't need to give birth to someone. For the person to be your son As you are in the church You must have brothers Yes, you can't have brothers only at your workplace Brothers only in school We smoking brothers Beer quaffing brothers Fornicating brothers worldly brothers Clubbing brothers No, you must If you are a born again Christian You better have spiritual brothers Better have spiritual brothers It's a woman Look at your son I'm so Mary was surprised because when Christ his proper, her, her proper biological son was about to die she needed a son and suddenly a spiritual person had, had now migrated to become a biological relationship. Behold your son now. That's your son. I've got people I've not given birth I did not give birth. Who are my sons and daughters? Yes. Because they, they contribute the completeness of your life behold your son behold your son behold your son behold your son and then he said to the disciple behold thy mother and from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home as you stay in church as you walk around Christ you develop sometimes they even come to live in your house with you John took Mary to his own home. as her son was hanging on the cross, as her son was hanging on the cross, My dear friend, anyone who jokes with the spiritual family we have hasn't understood how, how to work with God. Anybody who jokes with the spiritual family God has given us, the brothers and the sisters, you see people they come to tell, you only appear on Sunday. How pathetic. How pathetic. How sad. At your level, I was expecting far more from you. Far. Far more. Your so-called education should should have brought you to a better place in life. You are in God. You are in Christ. You don't even understand what it takes to be in Christ. You don't understand what it takes to sit in church today. There are a thousand possibilities that could just make you out of church. But by the grace of God, God has still connected you and reverted you to the church. But you sit in the church and it's it's almost like, it's like these are inferior, uneducated area boys, this type of commonness. You are some exalted, great person who cannot relate with people around. I see. Give it up. And you see them. You see them. You you see them, them. on their on their uh, 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 old boys and old girls group page making contributions classmates contributions they go to work they are everywhere chatting and dancing when they come to church they are they are like dumb and deaf people they don't relate they don't relate it's like we are inferior we don't matter, it's like they matter. Your old girls, uh, my Maoli secondary school, holy child, Wesley girls, infantropim. But the Bible says that your, your your understanding of life can never occur without the saints. You are stupid. That's the best I can tell you. The level, the the, the level of understanding you are betraying here only qualifies you to be called stupid. That's the best word I can give you. I wanted to use the word fool. But I'm, 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 I'm keeping it to myself. Wise up. Wise up. Don't be a fool. What is that to your life? You want to lay on and so what? You're an engineer and so what? You are a doctor and so what? You are a lawyer and so what? Are lawyer, and so what? lawyer my faults. Do you know what God's plan for your life is? Do you know? Do you know what God's plan for you is? That school you went to for six years now, now, now defines your life. When God puts you in church, it's like nothing here. Do you understand what it takes to have this family here? Do you understand? You come to marry her, go. It's you like you've got a wife. You don't care about anybody No Nonsense. You've got a wife. It shows what type of person you are. Whether you are wearing glasses or not, it shows me, honestly, people like me, when we look at you, we, feel we bring you down. We cannot lift you up you can't be high in my mind you cannot be and i'm important to you yeah, read hebrews thirteen seventeen. what i think about you is very important read hebrews 13 verse 17. join the church well if you're in the choir don't just be in the choir to sing relate with people relate have relationships have a mother in the church have a brother in the church. Have spiritual brothers. Have spiritual sisters. Have spiritual fathers. Don't be, a Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. In the Bible, we see certain people called fools. One of them was a rich man. Do you know what it takes to be rich? You must be intelligent. You must be hardworking. You must break boundaries and barriers to be rich. But Jesus called him a fool. You can be an educated fool you can be a rich fool you can be a beautiful fool you can be a handsome fool turn your neck carefully the brother sitting by you he may be smelling but he contributes something to your life that we may comprehend with all the saints all the saints the educated the idiot the silly the slim the fat, the boy, the girl, the woman, the man, the area boy, the elevator with all the saints. can't come around and cherry pick. Cherry pick your relationships. But you are down. I like this one. Yes, I like this one. No, 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 no way. I like this. No. You can only marry one. But when you marry, it's not just a wife you are looking for in the church. You are looking for brothers and sisters and cousins and mothers and aunties. Who is my mother? Who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand. You are denying your life and depriving your life of something very powerful by living this low level of spiritual life. By, by this th- level of involvement in the church, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are betraying who you really are. You are showing to us that you are really not a substantial person. Yeah, yeah, we don't go by which school you attended or what money you have or which old girl or which old boy. We look at even your understanding of the life God has given you. How you understand things. And today I've brought you understanding. Yeah, turn your neck, carefully look at the person sitting by you. That's your brother right there. That's your sister right there. Unless the person is in the church and is not doing the will of God. Because the people who do the will of God, they are my brothers. They are my sisters. If we are trying to serve God, we are trying to attend prayer meetings. We are trying to build vessels, We are trying to have churches. We are trying to save souls. We are not perfect, but we are trying. If you can see that we are trying, join us and be a brother. Join us and be a sister. Join us and be a cousin. Join us. Join us. We are not perfect. We are not perfect. No, no, we are not perfect. We were drinking last night. We were smoking last night. We are trying. We are trying. But don't come to the church and let us feel that because because you have a seven-year education, a fourteen-year university education, some some, you are the surveyor, uh, chief surveyor, and so what? And so what? You are preaching. And so what? Cool down, all. Cool down. Cool down. A day will come, your classmates, your classmates, your holy child classmates, your adisco classmates, they will not be by you. A day will come when all the winds have finished blowing, the people left around you on your cross are spiritual relationships. And I pray that God will help you. To understand those of you with very shallow understanding. That's why we pray for understanding. Yes. When you go to your church, love the people you are going to preach to. Yes. The little boys and girls. God gave them to you to be your children. Yes. Yeah, you can't. Those two, four children, two with big heads, one don't even know how he works. Whether it is walking, is a normal walking or not a proper walking. They cannot constitute your children. Paul called my son in the Lord, my son in bonds, my son, I've begotten my dust, my dust, brethren, my dad. Rise up and let us relate. You are nobody, come and relate with us, and stop letting your salary determine how mad you are. Don't let while you are working determine your level of madness. Don't let your level of education determine your level of madness. Your level of education is to determine your level of wisdom. Be wise. Be wise. And join us. We have no education. We don't speak good English. But join us. Don't don't be too big. You will regret it. I said, these are my last words. Don't be too big. You will regret it. Let's rise to our feet and close. Let's close our eyes. Close our eyes, please. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift your two hands and you just pray for 10 seconds and ask the Lord to make you wise. To make you wise. To make you wise. We are so late. Must get out of here. To make you wise. Yes. To give you a better revelation. Of the person standing by you who is not smelling nicely, but you know you will not believe it how he will smell in a year's time, and by the way, you are smelling nicely, not because of your body odor, but because of a perfume you are using. If we are all to go natural in this room, we can't stay here. Yes. Kaluma Father, we pray. Grant us wisdom. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Every eye closed, please. And as we close, I just want to give somebody here. You came to church today for the first time. I don't know where you are from, but you are very welcome. This is church. The Bible calls it the pillar of truth. Here we speak the truth. The pillar of truth. The pillar of truth. You are welcome to church. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here today, and you are not born again, I want to pray for you right now to give your life to Christ. I want to pray for you right now to give your life to Christ. I want to say, Pastor, I need Jesus, wherever you are, please lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes. Lift your hand. You want, you, want to, you want to give your life to Christ? Yes. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? He's your wisdom. He's your strength. He's your glory. Lift your hand. Yes, lift it high. You want to be born again today? God bless you. God bless you. Yes, it doesn't mean you are a thief, you are an armed robber. No, you are a normal person. But you have just not surrendered your life to Christ. Lift your hands if you want to receive Jesus Christ. As your personal savior and as your Lord. If your hand is up, please come to me in front here. Come to me, come. If your hand is up, come. 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 Yes, come. Come, let me pray with you. Come. And lift your two hands. This is the beginning of your salvation. This is not the beginning and the end. It's just the beginning. There's a journey ahead of you. But we are starting it with this prayer. Say heavenly father. I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. I return today. To receive you. As my lord. And my master. And my savior. I thank you. I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. Today is my birthday. I'm not going back to the world. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin O'Go at Bishop Edwin Ogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend. Keep listening and keep living passionately for God.